What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Mike Janella Show. I'm your host, Mike, obviously. This is my 97th podcast episode. Hopefully, won't be my last. It is, though, one of my favorites because coming up very shortly, he's a nine-time Jeopardy! champion, the 2017 Jeopardy! Tournament of Champions winner, and currently a Jeopardy! All-Star Games team captain with $416,603 in career winnings on the show. It's one of my all-time favorite Jeopardy! contestants, Buzzy Cohen. That guy is so cool. Turns out we we're both from uh, near each other in Jersey. Uh, I'm a huge game show fan. You know, guys know this. I've won my own uh, share of money on $100,000 Pyramid. I've been on Jeopardy, not as a contestant, but to present Alex with a Guinness World Record certificate, which is a highlight of my life. So to get to be able to talk to a guy like Buzzy, it's super cool. Uh, before that, though, a couple of quick things. I want to apologize, first of all, if this uh, sounds weird, the audio itself, literally. Uh, we're recording uh, from my girlfriend's apartment. It was the only time that Buzzy and my schedules were able to uh, click. So it's not the same setup I have back in my apartment where I usually record. So if it sounds weird, my bad. Or if like her cats or the neighbor's babies are screaming in the hallway or something, uh, apologies uh, for that. I also want to say, if you're new to the show, I would love... Some love. Uh, review, rate the podcast, subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts. We get some great guests uh, every single episode. And also social media. Let's chat. Uh, I'm at Mike Janella, just like you spell it when you see it in the title of the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that fun stuff. Let me know how I did talking to Buzzy. Uh, speaking of, without further ado, here he is, Buzzy Cohen. Buzzy, welcome to the show, man. Thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Hi, happy to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm pumped, man. So uh, like I said at the top of the show, and you and I talked a little bit before we started recording too, uh, I'm so excited because you're one of my favorite contestants ever. Um, oh, we're both we're both Jersey guys. <laughs> um, we've both been on Jeopardy. You've been, you're a contestant, obviously. I once gave Alex a Guinness World Records certificate on an episode because I used to work for them because he's got a couple records. Awesome. So that was cool, yeah. and I love the gig, and... I've won. I've been on a hundred thousand dollar pyramid, so we're both game show alums. So I'm pumped for this. One of my favorite episodes ever. So thanks for taking the time. Awesome, absolutely so, happy to do it. So I'm going to ask you about a bunch of stuff uh, in a little bit, but I start every episode with every guest the same way because I like getting off on our right foot. So I'm going to ask you, Buzzy, and maybe it has something to do with Jeopardy All Stars. But what's the best thing to happen to you in the last week? Uh, last week. Um... Yeah, I mean, the the Jeopardy All-Stars thing has been a really, really positive thing. <laughs> um, super, um, super exciting. Um, but I, I think the, the, the best thing is I, I um, in my day job, I work doing music for commercials. And I, I had the, the privilege of working on a, a Nike commercial that just uh, went live last night. Um, it was narrated by Serena the Williams. Serena Williams Dude, yes. I watched that during the Oscars. Yeah, that so, was incredible. You worked on that? Yeah. Yeah. So I helped well with the done. music on that. So that was that was also, I mean, the Jeopardy thing, I kind of put it in its own category. But in my regular, you know, day-to-day -day life, that was a pretty exciting thing. Um, yeah. Man. So, and there's always, there's always, having having two young kids, there's hundreds of little victories every day. So <laughs> I can't relate. I'm, I'm recording in my girlfriend's apartment right now, which I'm not used to. And I, she has two cats. I'm having a hard enough time maintaining that. How you do two kids with all this going on. Good for you. Yeah. Man. 
So yeah, thanks. We're not going to talk All-Star Games too much because we're recording this on Monday morning of the second week of the tournament. So by the time people hear this, your team might have won. They might have been eliminated. You obviously can't reveal anything. So I feel like anything specific about the All-Star Games, it's going to be dated by the time people hear it. Um, but there's plenty of good stuff online, profiles that people have done about you and, and the tournament that I think will cover that. But I just want to ask you, now that you've seen it, because your, your first episodes have aired, now you were on nine times yeah. your first run, you win the Tournament of Champions. Yeah. Seeing yourself now on TV, is, is the thrill still there, or is it kind of like, oh yeah, I'm just back home a little bit when you see yourself on Jeopardy again? Um, it's still a thrill. You know, it's like, my, it's been my favorite show since I was a kid. Um, you know, I'm, even though I work, you know, kind of in commercials and advertising, I'm not really like a showbiz person. So, yeah, I mean, like flipping on the TV and, and seeing myself there, um, it's still really exciting. And, and, and the, there's so much excitement and adrenaline. And these all-star games, the format um, for taping was really different because they had all these strategy sessions and stuff. So it was a lot of stop and start. So I'm always, every time I go on the show and I watch myself, I'm always surprised by, I was like, oh, I got in on that. Oh, I knew that. Oh, I don't remember I don't quite remember things going that way. So I, I do have a little bit of that um, excitement of being a viewer. Yeah, it's really fun. I, I, I never tire of it, um, and, and I don't think I ever would. How long ago was it that you guys actually taped this go-round? We taped the, uh, like the second week of January, like January 8th and 9th. We oh, did so a day of promos on the 7th. Still kind of so fresh. It's, about it's been less than weeks. two months, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, that's ge generally Jeopardy, um, except for kind of like the end of this end of the taping season stuff has about a, a six week lag um, from tape to air. Oh, fun. Good to know. I never knew that. Now that's something that I'll, yeah. I'll keep in mind when I see people uh, make their appearances. <laughs> so this is every like couple of years now, basically, or, you know, it's, you take your breaks, you make your appearances, you come back for this, your third stint now on the show, basically. It's kind of like yeah. a little booster shot for your internet popularity, right? Like now everyone's <laughs> talking about you again. Do you like that? Because you said you're not a big showbiz guy. Do you like the attention? Do you like the internet scrutiny, doing media, stuff like this? Or is this part of the game? I, yeah, I, love, it? I love it. No, I, I have a lot of fun with it. You know, for me, it's like, um, it, and it, again, it's easy for me to say this as like uh, uh a straight white man, uh, but I I have I am privileged in that way that it it's pretty easy for me to enjoy the ride, whereas a lot of um, other contestants have to deal with a lot more harassment um, mm. probably online than I do. Um, so um, that being said, I, I'm a big like make hay while the sun shines kind of guy. So um, you know it's it's I I like doing different things. That's that's like a big thing in my life, like finding new, exciting things to do. And, and this kind of uh, media attention thing is new for me. And, it, and I'm trying to have as much fun with it as I can while I can. Um, you know, my 15, I'm way over on my 15 minutes. So I'm, I'm <laughs> in, enjoying it, you know. <laughs> Milk it while you can, man, for sure. Totally. Yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah, I think it's just, um, you know, I, I think that there's, challenges to it for sure like you know there are days where i'm like hey i'd love to like you know get back to work or whatever but i'm also like you know what this so many people their dream their jeopardy lifelong dream that i shared is you know over after an episode i was almost done in my second episode and and i got really lucky and it kind of just kept going from there so 
I, I definitely don't take any of it for granted. And every time I go back, I thank um, the contestant folks and the producers for having me back. Even like for my tournament of champions for this, I was just like, Hey, thank you so much. I hope, you know, it's great to be back here. And, you know, if you ever do anything again, I would love to be considered. That's kind of my attitude always. <laughs> Which is nice, right? Because so many people can get jaded about it or cynical, but it's like, yeah, this is a ride. This, if you were told me when I was 10 that I could be on Jeopardy even one time, like you said, right? I would take that. Yeah. And you now get yeah. to do all this kind of cool stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're actually, you can seem to have a good handle on it. Yeah, I try to, you know, and I, and I definitely don't take it for granted. And I try to make the most of, of my time on the show, both in terms of being prepared and playing well, but also enjoying myself. It's really easy to put a lot of pressure on yourself, especially for these big tournaments. But um, I have a lot of fun playing and I always really try to keep that in mind that like there's nothing quite as fun as being on that stage and playing. And so, you know, enjoy every every moment of it. And I really try to. <laughs> Even you though, cause you mentioned before and I love the point about it being like, you're just a straight white male and you just for like wearing different glasses, people were still hating on you, right? And I can only imagine some of the harassment the other contestants get online. But there was like, I remember, wasn't there a story when your first run came out? It's like, oh, here's the champion that you want to punch in the face or something like that. Am I remembering that right? Yeah, that's right. Like, how do you, how um, yeah, do you deal was... with that? That's so much scrutiny that it, I, I mean, kudos to you, but how do you um, deal with the trolls and people like that? You know, I think that, um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I just, I think that people like project a lot of different things onto me, um, positive and negative. Um, and I'm just a person. So I think it's, it's like a good reminder for me when I, see somebody in the news and, and make a decision about who they are. That's like, they're, you know, they're just a person. And just like I am, I think, you know, um, I'm certainly like, I've got a lot of personality and that alone is, um, gonna create some scrutiny. And I think that, um, you know, the fact that I'm having so much fun probably comes off as being arrogant or cocky or something when really it's just like, that's kind of my way of, of goofing around. Um, and I think the people that get it have fun with me with it. And the people that don't get it, like, they're not going to get it. Um, the, you know, after, during the Tournament of Champions and during this, I've been much more uh, active on Twitter. And so I've been kind of having fun with some of the haters. And I think, you know, I think once they kind of realize the spirit of this, um, my, my kind of personality, I think most people kind of come around. Some won't. And that's fine, you know. Um, I always remember what uh, Reggie Jackson, Mr. October, said, which is people don't talk about nobodies. That's true. So, so true. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because when, uh, when I, that's one of the reasons I think I liked you so much as a contestant is that it never felt like a shtick to me. You just felt like you were being yourself, having a good time, and that maybe for some people it didn't, but for me it just came across the screen as super authentic. Like that was just you having a good time. Exactly, yeah. And I think it's, it's definitely different. A lot of people get really nervous, understandably, um, going on the show. And so the normal, um, you know, Jeopardy contestant is probably a little more reserved. And I just can't kind of can't help myself for better or worse. And yeah, it was it was, it's funny, because um, my my press photo for this time around is me like hugging Trebek. And uh, Ben Ingram, who's on uh, Julia's team was like, hey, that was like, good planning to do that. That's a really funny picture. I'm like, I 
did not plan that. He just walked up to me. He just walked up to me and I was like, can we do something silly like a hug? And he was like, sure. So that's kind of, that's the way that I kind of go through my life. It's just like, Hey, how can we find something more way to make this kind of awkward situation or sort of uptight situation a little more fun? Yeah. Just kick it. Enjoy it. And the better for you for it. So good on you, man. Um, there was a great article that I read. Uh, you and Austin Rogers did an interview with Vulture, which is a New York magazine, in preparation for these yeah. All-Star games. Just tell me, and you don't have to rehash everything, because I want people to go read that story, because they did a great job doing a lot of reporting with you guys. But the training for this, you talk about staying in touch with guys like Ben Ingram, and I'm sure the Jeopardy community of, of contestants is like a fraternity now for the rest of your lives. But you got together in like a, an Airbnb for a weekend with your teammates. Like, go, take me through some of the training, some of the stuff you did to prepare for this yeah. go round. Yeah. So training is kind of like uh, preparation is is a big thing for me in general. I'm I'm working on a an Audible original right now, um, just about preparation um, based on my experience coming from regular Jeopardy and getting ready for the tournament of champions. Um, and I had a big shift in my performance and that was based on figuring out better ways to prepare sort of idiosyncratically, but also, you know, based on what, you know, performance, uh, scientists say, but, you know, fitting it into something like Jeopardy as opposed to something like, uh, track and field or whatever, Mm. where it's much more straightforward. Um, so, yeah, I'm just like a big preparation guy. And I was sort of inspired by my teammate, Alex Jacob, because I had heard how seriously he took his preparation for his tournament of champions. So when I got him on my team, I was just like, hey, teach me uh, what, you know, what you do. So we, you know, we worked together. We created, um, you know, mostly Alex, but the rest of us kind of chimed in on some uh, flashcards. So we ended up our team with about 27,000 flashcards that we were Jeez. studying. Um we uh, and then we 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 went to Denver and uh, there's a, a guy named Bill who has a uh, he's basically made his uh, 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 a version you know like kind of like I don't want to call it a knockoff but like you know his own version of of Jeopardy where it's got a, a board on the TV screen everyone's got buzzers there's the lockout system you know he's kind of figured out how to how to do that um, and we hired him basically for the weekend to come to our our Airbnb. Uh, that we all stayed at and we we you know in i got in at like 10 on friday and i left at like four on or maybe earlier on sunday so less than 48 hours um and uh we played 51 games of jeopardy in that time wow and (laughs) and that was you know we, we used all that for a lot of different reasons um one was you know just the experience i mean other than you know, Brad and, and Ken, who's, who's gotten to play 51 games of Jeopardy and just the time with the buzzer and the time, you know, in, in the game is, is a huge, uh, huge advantage. You know, like uh, I used to, uh, I don't get out as much, but I, I do consider myself still a surfer. And they say that, you know, the biggest difference between being good and being very good at surfing is just water time, you know, just time that you're out there surfing. Um, and that's kind of like the approach that we took that weekend. But also, it we did it allowed us to do two other things. One, we tried we we played kind of against ourselves, but different like orders, <laughs> you know. So we figured out what our strongest for this all star thing, where we played different rounds. We saw which of our lineups were the strongest, 
Um, what you got to do there was that weird strategy about this all-star game because the format's so different. Yeah, exactly. So we, we used that. And then it also kind of allowed us to gut check on like, okay, you know, here's, we're ha- we were halfway through our training. Here are some areas where we need some help. So there were things like, um, you know, slightly more obscure world leaders, you know, um, U.S. like senators and representatives, things, uh, you know, cabinet members who are, are notable, you know, so so getting stuff like that where it wasn't part of our initial like um, set of flashcards were like, OK, this could use a tune up. So, you know, and it worked out. I got that um, I, that Earl Warren uh, daily double on the uh, in the first game. Um, second night, first game, but that was, you know, straight, a fact straight out of our flashcards. So Isn't that the, the best when you up. prepare for something in practice yeah. and then it hits you right in yeah. the moment when you need it? It's so yeah, gratifying. exactly. Yeah. So set this up because you're talking about, you know, you heard from Ben Ingram with the picture and then you talked to Alex Jacob to set things up for this training session. This is something I've always been curious about. Is there like a Jeopardy champion group chat? Like are you and Alex and other guys or Austin or anybody just always like texting? What's the... What's that fraternity like? What's that communication like once you guys have, have sort of experienced this together? So there's a, a, a secret Facebook group of former contestants, there for sure. Cool. Uh, so that's one way people keep in touch. Um, Austin is not really a part of that, but Austin and I text. Um, once we became a team, uh, uh, you know, actually after my um, Tournament of Champions, Alex and I kind of corresponded a little bit. It was really nice. He and Ben reached out as the two previous, excuse me, Tournament of Champions winners um, to congratulate me. So that kind of opened a little bit of dialogue there. Um, And then, yeah, otherwise, you know, like the people that uh, were part of this All-Stars thing, we all kind of got to know each other because we had the draft and then we had this. So, um, you know, those people we've got like, you know, I've got a couple of Facebook chats or texts or whatever, with folks like, you know, Austin and Brad and Ken and, you know, Ben Ingram, uh, Seth Wilson, and I knew from my TOC. And so, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us um, have kept in touch. And then in L.A., there's also a, um, a pub trivia on Wednesday nights at a place called O'Brien's that's like, um, you know, probably like 85 percent. Don't tell me you guys uh, go former. and just like crush on normal people like all you Jeopardy well, guys team up. Well, it's it's. It's like all the teams are a lot of Jeopardy people. So, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, so Jerome Verrett is a regular, Pam's a regular, and she's someone who I'm, you know, become friendly with since my appearance, partially through, you know, O'Brien's um, recent champions like Jonathan uh, Dinerstein, who won four games, Jackie Fuchs, who won four games. Um, and uh, Brad is a regular. Alan comes sometimes. Cliff Gallagher, who was a college tournament and a tournament of champions, came in third place. So it's definitely like there's usually a prize for the highest finishing team with zero former Jeopardy contestants. <laughs> I love that. That's most amazing. of the teams, most of the teams have a lot of Jeopardy folks on them. Oh, so that's, that's cool. like another way more in a more in person. Um, and then, like, you know, there's other folks from my run or from my TOC that I keep in touch with, like uh, Jason Sterlocky and I are, are pretty good friends and just kind of keep in touch. And, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a it's a definitely a community of, of people. And, um, you know, I'm not there are people who are very involved in the ex Jeopardy community. There are people who are very involved in the trivia community um, with 
all, you know, there's a bunch of other non jeopardy things, but you know, there's, I, I, I'm not like super involved, but I definitely like keep up with it to some extent because you know, it's, it's something I love. So. Yeah. Well, that's nice. It's glad to hear that you're not yeah. just like an in and out and that was uh, the end of it. Do, I'm assuming yeah. you still watch the show even at home sometimes. And even if you don't as much as you used to, I'm so curious what kind of, well, how kind of watcher are you? Do you keep score at home? Do you like armchair quarterback people's strategies? Do you watch it um, as a competition? How do you enjoy the game? Yeah, I, I still love to watch it when I can. As I mentioned, I've got two young kids, so 7 o'clock is a tricky time for me. But I try to watch as much as I can. Um, and, you know, I watched definitely some old tournaments and shows and stuff like that getting ready for, for this tournament. Um when I'm preparing to go back on the show, I'm much more diligent about keeping score and seeing how I'm doing and tracking how I am across various um, subjects and categories and stuff like that. Generally, when I'm just watching like now, I just, you know, like everyone else, I, sh I play along um, from the sofa. Um, I tend to not shout out answers anymore because I, uh, I, my, you know, my wife and other people who I'm watching with usually, you know, want to play as well and so it's it's I, i'll wait for the people in the room to kind of get their answers out um and if nobody's shouting then i'll shout something yeah i was um, that annoying guy in college too in the dorm i'd always be trying to <laughs> yell it out first and yeah people stop liking that after a while so you learned that lesson too i'm glad yeah <laughs> yeah and i also i you know now that i've kind of been on the show i don't have to prove to anyone that sure I can, uh, <laughs> that i know some of this stuff um and, uh, and then the other, I usually, um, I, you know, I, I love, I'm a big fan of Jeopardy contestants. I'm definitely not jaded um, in that sense. Like I get excited by the personalities and the great players. I usually yell at people that they're not betting enough on daily doubles. But um, aside from that, um, I, <laughs> that's, I, that's your one I sticking let, point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nothing ventured, nothing gained. Um, so yeah. I, I don't have much time with you left, Buzzy, because you're a busy guy, I'm sure, right now. So I want to run through yeah. a, a couple quick more things with you. Uh, you mentioned like Audible kind of thing. How else? This has to have, I'm sure, positively impacted you professionally or career-wise, just recognition opportunities. Is that fair to say? Or are you just kind of returning back to what you do best, which is the music and commercial stuff? Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely some attention that, that pops up from time to time. I don't know that, you know, the, I would say the audible opportunity is the biggest one that's sort of solidified around this, but there's, I'm always interested in, in doing more. Like I said, I like having a variety of things. I, um, uh, I joke with my like friends and family that I'm like a border collie. And if I don't have enough kind of like stimulation and activity, I start to get destructive and I'll like tear up the sofa. Um, so, you know, I'm always like finding new challenges for myself. Sometimes that manifests in a, a real kind of professional opportunity. And if it doesn't, I kind of, I find a new personal challenge for myself. So, um, yeah, there's always some things bubbling, nothing, uh, really otherwise to talk about, but I'm also hoping that the, um, you know, the opportunity to, to present, a more uh, another side of myself other than just the guy with the buzzer in his hand um, and and to have something to share with more people will create even more um, opportunities um, to, to connect with people um, and, and potentially, you know, help them help them improve their their own lives, which I think would be a much better uh, use of my time than, uh, you know, more 
more game shows because <laughs> I'll probably <laughs> lose. <laughs> yeah, you kind of got to go out on top when you've done so well at Jeopardy, right? Yeah. Now, I do have to ask, uh, one of your trademarks from your first run was always, and you had a runaway game, you would just like tease Alex in your final Jeopardy uh, answer instead of going for it. Any regrets ever looking back and saying, oh, I could have, you know, made more money now that you've been a few years away from that original run? Or no, do you not even think about that? I don't even think about it. I mean, the thing that, um, you know, it's funny because Alex Jacob, who was on my team, also would do that, um, you know, do the kind of bet zero and say, what is a leave or whatever. He didn't take uh, aim at Alex quite like I did, but um, yeah. I, I think a lot of us feel, and the, you know, especially the the All Stars were a little bit different, but um, the the tape schedule for Jeopardy is very grueling. They tape five shows in a day, um, so when you're on a run, you're back to back. You've got about ten minutes to change clothes. People are yelling at you after you get through your initial, you know, four or five stories that Alex wants to talk about. They're like asking you to come up with more. And any time you can kind of turn it off and relax a little bit, um, I think is is worth worthwhile. So I took advantage of that. I don't. I definitely don't regret that. Um, and I, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I think Alex was in on it too. I think people thought that he was more bothered than he was, but he he's totally he understands. You know, as much as it's him, it's also a little bit of the persona of the stern teacher. And when the when we're not in gameplay or when we're you know shooting promos or shooting other stuff or, you know, he's he, he gets it. He understands the, the fun of it and that that kind of stuff helps bring more people into the show. And he also um, understands kind of the place of that stuff in culture. So, you know when we came back and we're shooting some promos this time, he, you know, brushed off my shoulder and, you know, plays off of our little, uh, you know, pseudo feudo kind of thing. Right. Yeah. He's like Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World, like very serious, but yeah. knows when he can be chill and, and have a, a fun yeah. student from his time. All right, Buzzy, you've got only a couple minutes left and I like to end the show with everyone the same way. It's uh, the fun five. These are lightning round, just five quick fun questions designed for you and you alone. So I want to make sure to get these through uh, with you. So number one, um, there's so much Jeopardy game theory. You mentioned before you yell at people on TV for not wagering on daily doubles. What's your one biggest tip? Is that it? Just bet as much as you can on daily doubles? Like, what's your one Jeopardy game theory tip that you ascribe to more than any other? Um, that's, I wouldn't say bet as much as you can, but I think generally people underbet on daily doubles and then have to overbet on final Jeopardy. You tend to have more information about the daily double maybe you've answered another question in the category. So you kind of have a, a sense of it um, or, you know, where on the game board it was. So a $400 daily double, it's going to be a lot easier than a thousand or $2,000 mm -hmm. daily double. So you can gauge your wager a little bit and know kind of what you're up against a final jeopardy question. You it's, you're kind of coming at it blind. So I, I think that, you know, in general, you utilize all that information to your advantage. Um, and also, um, I think hunting for daily doubles uh, is not a bad thing to do. People tend to want to take the board top to bottom, right, top left to bottom. To right, Yeah, no, got to be um, more adventurous than that. I, I appreciate and that also, strategy too. And also, there's there's certain categories where you're more likely to find the daily double. So think about that. You know, if there's a wordplay category, 
less likely if there's a literature or a geography or a history category, more likely. So think about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about that, but you're right. No one's ever going to yeah. do like the, uh, you know, triple rhyme time for a daily double. Uh, question exactly. two, uh, who's your favorite Jeopardy champ of all time besides yourself? Do you have one? Um, since getting to know him, I am a big, uh, bigger, even bigger fan of Ken Jennings. I mean, he's just like so iconic. Brad obviously is is awesome. I, I really like Eddie Tamanis too. I was hoping that he would be back for this tournament. Uh, I don't know if you remember him. He's a sports writer who was the first blind. Uh, oh yeah, champion. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so many incredible like champs. Jerome Verid, who has become a friend of mine, is awesome. Pam Mueller, who keeps coming back and keeps kind of slaying. Um, yeah, I, it's really hard for me because I know so many of them and I really, really love so many of them. So right. no, uh, no Sophie's I know choice that, for you here then. <laughs> yeah. Well, question. I mean, Alex, I, I just want to say Alex Jacob was like, I, I, when, I, when I auditioned, I was like, he's one of my favorites and he's a big inspiration for me and always has been and continues to be. I mean, just the way that he approaches the game he's incredible and i and i you know i think we saw at least in those first games i'm not gonna i don't want to spoil anything for you or for anybody listening but he is an absolute powerhouse and oh, yeah. i think anybody who underestimates him does so at their own peril and he yeah i just i want to be him when i grow up you know? <laughs> he's so methodical i love him too um, question three, you said on the record before a lot of your money, your winnings, they're going to your kids' college funds, but I'm sure you had at least one like guilty, buzzy purchase with your money. Is that true? And what was your first thing that you got for celebrating? Um, no, it wasn't. It's not true. I really did. I put it all away wow. for my kids. Good for you, man. Man of your word. I, I couldn't yeah. resist. I, I wouldn't be able to, but you're a better man than me, I am, guess. And, and congratulations to your kids then, enjoying school uh, 10, 15 years from now. Um, yeah. Question yeah, four. You. Uh, you're a Jersey guy like me. You grew up uh, sort of close to where I did, but now you live in L.A. What's one thing about New Jersey you wish Los Angeles had? Uh, Jersey Sloppy Joe's from Town Hall Deli in South Orange. Um, much more specific answer than I was hoping for, but I like that. That means it's real. It's authentic. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like the thing. My When we go back uh, to see my family, my folks pick pick me and my wife and my kids up from the airport, and they've got them in the car because oh, that that's, that's the one thing that you just can't get anywhere else. So, And it's, it's, it's truly one of, the, one of the perfect sandwiches in the world. Oh, I like it. And the final one, question five. If you could have your dream Jeopardy matchup, you against any other two contestants, just to say this is the, the my last retirement match, who would you pick? Um, I, I want to, I mean, I, I think that I'd, there, there's a joke that the, uh, you know, all those super tournaments like Battle of the Decades, Ultimate Tournament Champions, it's always Ken and Brad and someone else, you know, million dollar masters. So I'd love to be the someone else in that Ken and Brad sandwich. Um, I, I, I think that uh, as much as I think Alex can outplay both of those guys, I think that there's just something about playing those two titans of the game. And I'd want to like, you know, as I said in the first show, I want to put them out to pasture. I want to, you know, really, <laughs> it's, you know, there's, there's two kind of mentalities and I saw it in my tournament of champion. There were the people that were like, okay, I don't want 
my matchups to be too hard so I can make it, you know, to the finals. And I was like, I want to play the best people as often as possible. And that's just kind of my, that's how I think, you know, so whoever, you know, whoever's the toughest, fastest buzzer. I mean, I spent a weekend playing Alex Jacob in Denver. I'm not ashamed that he, I would say 90% of the games just wiped the floor with me, but I got in my shots, you know, I got in my shots. So that was, a, <laughs> that was a humbling, but also empowering experience. Um, so, yeah. What doesn't kill you, right? Exactly. Well, Buzzy, thanks, man. Yeah. I would I would talk to you for like two hours if I could because it's just so fascinating and you yeah. seem like such a great guy. But you got to go. So thank you thank so you. much. Yeah. No, uh, plug fun. anything you want to plug, any social media, whatever, where people can find out more about you yeah. as a person. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at, at BuzzTronics, B-U-Z-Z-T-R-O-N-I-C-S. And that's that's probably the best place to, to find me. Um, I'll be updating about about the Audible project and also just, you know, I like tweeting about Jeopardy and pop culture and having fun and definitely come find me and uh, talk all the trash you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring it. He lives off of your hate. Buzzy, yeah. thanks so much. And because we haven't seen yeah, the episodes yet, best of luck the rest of the tournament. Yeah. All right. Have a good one, man. See ya. Thank you. Take care. All right, so that was my chat with Buzzy, a really cool guy, uh, a father of two, married man, has his whole life already uh, set up, and then has this Jeopardy thing on top of it, which is so awesome that he now has that to talk to whoever he wants about and just be uh, something he's known for. Uh, one of my favorite things about that conversation was how there's a Jeopardy like Champions trivia game uh, in L.A. like once a week. I can't even imagine walking into some random bar trying to play trivia on a Tuesday night with my friends and I see all these Jeopardy murderers row people just ready to uh, destroy me at trivia. So uh, I thought that was awesome and I hope you guys enjoyed the chat. Uh, in the meantime, again, if you are here, uh, just a quick follow would be great at Mike Janella on social media. I need the external validation as much as possible, so I would really love you guys if you did that. And also, if you like the podcast, you liked what you had to hear, uh, head over to wherever you downloaded it or streamed it and subscribe. Give it a rating, give it a like. The better the rating, the better I'll feel. So I really appreciate that in advance. Thank you again to Buzzy Cohen for making time in his crazy busy schedule for me. Thank you to Graves for composing the outro music that you're hearing right now. Also visit MikeJanella.com for more information on all previous episodes of the show. And most of all, thanks to you guys for listening. I'll do even better next time. See ya!